Now stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, welcome to the Brick City uh, Podcast, the official podcast. Robin, how's it, how the are you? I am uh, I'm doing freaking good. How about yourself? Pretty <laughs> No, everything's pretty good over here, Sean. You know, we're back here at the podcast and uh, episode 27 is here and it's been long awaited, I feel, by a lot of people. And uh, we're going to be bringing people some very interesting conversations and uh, kind of throwing them back to the original days of the podcast. Am I right in saying that? Right. This is this is still a home show, but we're not we're gonna call the home show as it's it's the official podcast now. But we can still call it as a home show, is if you want. But things are gonna be a little bit different. We're gonna we got big plans for these upcoming episodes, especially for this episode too. Yeah, there's a lot of great stuff that we're gonna be outlining, guys. And you know, one of the big things is. Uh, we're gonna. It's interesting because the format of the podcast uh, has taken on new forms because of the expansion of the podcast network. And one of the things that Sean and I want to do here with the podcast is give you guys super engaging content. So we're gonna have different sections of the shows for you guys. We're gonna really break down different aspects of Star Wars. And Sean, what are we gonna lead off these new episodes with? We got. Breaking news, 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 news. Not really breaking, just news, news, news. This is the news here from Brick City Blockade. And, Sean, our first topic to outline here is a little animated television show that uh, Dave Filoni has had some say in. And we're looking at an October 7th of 2018 this year release. And we got our first trailer look at... Star Wars Resistance not that long ago. I kind of went on a YouTube rant and talked about how some people felt about it, but I, I I don't know. I haven't talked to you about it that much. What are your thoughts about Star Wars Resistance so far from what we've seen? So far, I, I'm intrigued. Not really my style, but I will give it a chance. The mm. The trailer itself was seemed a little lackluster. Okay. But it, it's just the first trailer. I feel like it, I'm pretty sure they can do another trailer once it hits uh, on the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm, I think it's on mm-hmm. Disney Channel. Yeah, it will be. And I hope it come better. But I think it's the tra- the trailer itself. It's I see more of the show itself. It seems like it's towards um, the younger audience than Rebels and Clone Wars was. Yeah, but it's it's still ca- still catering to for some of the adults. Depends how, on how look at it it's similar to me if you've ever seen the show Ultron on Netflix I haven't seen it but it's got that type of anime style to it like fully 3d and all I think it's a little bit less clean than rebels but it's it's just oh. different style it's just a trailer too so I, yeah. I'm judging a little too harsh on it I, I'm still excited I'm still excited it's Star Wars yeah 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 you know that's the whole thing is that you know Star Wars resistance is just another chapter in the star wars under disney legacy you could say and like like you said it's hard to take you have to take it with a grain of salt it's hard to take this thing and start running with it based off of a trailer 
And I agree with you about the style. The style, I'm not sold on just yet, but it's not meant for us. It's meant for kids. And you're right when you say the Disney Channel piece, because that's the way that they want to market this thing. They want to put it out there and let kids be exposed to Star Wars for their first time through this animated series, possibly. Well, and I, I, won't, I won't be watching the beginning. I mean, the premiere, I don't have Disney Channel at all. Right. But whenever it comes out, I will give it a chance. Right, and that's the right approach to have with it, is to give something like this a chance, and if it's available to you, you might as well try it out and see if the shoe fits. Like that That's really where Star Wars Resistance is for me as well, Sean. I, I agree with you, and it's like, I don't know where the fandom thinks it's okay to just get online after just seeing a trailer and just start completely busting it open. Like, I, I don't get that part of it, and... For me, it's like, okay, you're entitled to have your feelings. It's just like the rest of the freaking fandom more recently. It's been like, well, you have, you're, you're entitled to your opinions, but, but just be aware that other people might be interested in it. And, and just don't put down their feelings on it. And Star Wars Resistance, it will probably be a pretty damn good TV show, I'm guessing. Probably. We get we got uh, Poe Dameron back. We got uh, Captain Phasma is coming back, which is really awesome. We're getting a lot of those people back uh, from just just uh, just around the Force Awakens, and then of course being featured in the Force Awakens, and that's a huge part of kind of my thoughts with Resistance. Sean is like we're getting these stories of these characters that we learn to grow with and, and love in physically the Force Awakens, and we're getting them six months before the beginning of that film. So I I don't know how do you feel about them maybe tying some stuff in like maybe a mention of Jakku or. I don't know, maybe we get some behind-the-scenes First Order stuff with, with Kylo Ren, even. Like, just some quick tidbits between him, Hux, and Phasma. I mean, I, I have a feeling Kylo Ren will show up because kids love Kylo Ren, and kids love Poe Dameron, and they love the whole concept of the Resistance. Mm. But uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think I think it's possible they do it. I don't know what Dave Filoni has in, in his mind. I feel like he's going to do great with it. Yeah. But I'm really excited. I really hope they do something for Captain Phasma. Yeah, and we all know. Like, I hope she has a big role in this TV show. Uh-huh. Like, like, like one of the main villains. Yeah, or, that'd be cool. Maybe, or maybe she wasn't a villain then. We don't know. Yeah. I really hope they do something good for her. And she was one of the characters I was exci- excited for in the Last Jedi and Force Awakens, and we didn't get much of her. Right. Yeah, and Delia so. Dawson did such a great job with the Captain Phasma novel. You know, really fleshing out that character and showing us her progression as a member of this galaxy far, far away. I kind of want to see that same stuff play out in Resistance. And to be honest with you, simplify some of that language for kids. Let them see the character of Captain Phasma for who she was before all that happened. And I'm I'm glad they're bringing uh, Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christine back. Yeah, that's such a great thing. They didn't do that with the uh, the original Clone Wars series with... Bringing Hayden Christian and uh, Obi Wan, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of his name. <laughs> Ewan McGregor. Thank you. I got a blank slate on my mind for a second. I know, that was interesting. But yeah, they didn't bring, they didn't bring uh, Dave Floney didn't bring them back, so. But yeah. it's cool to see bringing original characters back with the original vo- voices. Do we see, I mean, if we get Kylie Ren back, do we see Adam Driver playing Kylie Ren again? Or do we see Ridley? And of course, we're not going to see Carrie, uh, have Carrie Fisher, but right, right. Oh, we know Kenneth Lay is in it. 
Yeah, I agree. I think you, you brought up Daisy Ridley for a second. I don't think we'll see Ray. She's too young at this point for her to be in it, I would feel, unless they want to do like a quick little thing on Jakku. Maybe somebody mentions it and then they do like a quick flash down to Jakku and showing what Ray's going through. And uh, I'm, pretty sure anyone who did, I'm pretty sure anyone who did Force of the Destiny's voices would come back and do Resistance. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, Stephen Stanton even confirmed more recently, our good friend Stephen Stanton, the voice of Admiral Akbar and Mr. AP5 himself, he, he just confirmed on Twitter that he was going to, that he's going to be in Star Wars Resistance. And some of the people that he's worked with are going to be in Star Wars Resistance. So they are, Dave Filoni is utilizing the crew that he has, which you have to expect. Right. I mean, for Stephen Stanton, it's, it's a great opportunity to get back in, into voice acting again, being, you know, Stephen Stanton never slows down, let me say that much. But it's one of those things, it's like he's continuing to get his voice out there. Dave Filoni's allowing for all these people to have an opportunity to get their voice out there. I mean, even Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live is going to be a major piece of Star Wars Resistance. He's going to be playing a specific character in this show. So they're utilizing even people outside of the Star Wars universe oh, that yeah. we know for, for these roles. Especially all these new, new voices that are coming and... The other day, I was looking up uh, the who was in Resistance, and it was not many people that we know. It's cool that they're getting recognition. Like like one guy I saw, I think he's on General Hospital or something like that. It's so yes, drama, that. and and now he's going to be in a Star Wars show. It's like that's pretty. That's a pretty step up for a career. <laughs> Listen, I love me. For so, me, uh, so personally, I thought Hospital, but <laughs> right. What are you just gonna add, uh, General Hospital Star Wars type show? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, they could make it like uh, one of the medical frigates and everything. And <laughs> you're just, oh my goodness. You killed my father? <gasps> no, you didn't. Dun, dun, dun. Something like that. <laughs> Man, uh, let's listen out there, Lucasfilm. Let's make a general hospital, but make it, uh, I, I don't know, gen <laughs> you could call it general resistance, and it's about the medical frigate. No, Star Wars resistance is super exciting. We're super excited for it thought about it quickly the other day and i guess this is probably coming off of star wars rebels and now with the clone wars coming back so excited. i know it's super exciting and there's just so much ahead of us in terms of getting clone wars next year and then star wars resistance starting this fall and then probably ending in the spring of next year i would imagine yeah if that would be interesting because if this if resistance get picked up for a season two it would be Resistance and Clone Wars at the same time. Yeah, maybe that's the idea, too, is that you keep Resistance on Disney Channel and you make that the one that people don't have to pay for the subscription service for, and then you make Clone Wars the subscription service-based animated TV show at that point. I don't know. They probably have a marketing approach to it. And if it's worthwhile... I mean, Lego Freemaker Adventures, a lot of people are like, oh, I can only see that go one season. No, Freemaker Adventures went quite a few. And I really loved everything that the Lego Freemaker Adventures did in terms of giving kids that Lego connection with the Star Wars universe and throwing Palpatine and Vader into it in Lego form. It was so cool. And to see that have multiple seasons, I would imagine Resistance would. Yeah, I heard it had great... The Lego show was good. I Personally, I haven't seen it myself. I've seen a couple of episodes. Thought it was cool. Not my taste, but that's just, that's personal thing. I, it's not my 
type of show that I would watch, but it's still pretty cool. I heard great things about it. Personally, I <laughs> I rather play the Lego game, Star Wars games than watch it, but it's just me. That's that's a good point, too, is that we all have our own little niche areas within the Star Wars fandom, and we pick up on those things, and I think Resistance is probably no different for a lot of people, and that's what has me excited is that this could truly be the kids' Star Wars show, because I said it before in my live stream that I did on YouTube, um, you know, Rebels had very dark tones. It was marketed thought, to kids on yeah. XD, but it was dark at times, you know? Well, I I from I came late to Rebels. Yeah, and you did. Because, you did, I remember. Because I thought it was too really kid-friendly for me, especially the first season. But then once the second season started, I'm like, I I saw the, like, some of the previews for it when I was watching other shows on Disney XD, but I'm like, maybe I should try this a, ch a chance, and it grew to me. And then season four is like one of the, my favorite seasons of all time for Rebels. To be honest with you, season oh, four and, Star Wars Rebels is some of the best and, Star Wars. And especially with Ahsoka coming back, and like I, yes, it was like I had to watch it because Ahsoka came back. She was a huge part of that, too. I feel like Chris Letty and a lot of other people, just the inclusion of Ahsoka back into the Star Wars universe after Clone Wars. I mean, you knew Dave Filoni was going to do it, but when was it going to happen? And he decided on Rebels to be that time. I mean, just, if Ahsoka she, coming back is great. If she didn't come back, I don't know if I would watch the whole thing. That's a good. That's an interesting point. That's a very interesting point. I've heard a lot of people talking about the people that they brought into Star Wars Rebels that made I mean, the show it was. I mean, I probably would still watch it, but I would watch it, like, now if I hadn't had the chance. Because, later on. Yeah, yeah like, like, much later on. I didn't come till season two. Star Wars Resistance comes off as a very kid-friendly show on Disney Channel, but so I, did Star Wars Rebels when the first trailer came out. So did Clone Wars when the first trailer came out. I don't think resistance is gonna get as dark for one because it's gonna be on disney channel okay his disney channel and disney xd has different platforms or not really different i mean different tones of oh, oh i see what you're saying i see what you're saying yeah no 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 i i, I get what you're saying because disney channel is available on cable you don't need the extended to get well, star wars xd at that point see for the commercials are different too you don't see like if uh, like a Marvel uh, trailer on Disney Channel, what you see on Disney XD because of the subscription. Yeah, people are paying the extra money to get Disney XD so they can cater their content to the people who are paying extra. Yeah, that, that's that's their marketing approach, and it makes sense. And that's why Rebels was so successful on there was because guess what? You could get into darker tones because people were paying the money so that they could get that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's why I don't think Resistance is gonna go as dark as Rebels did. I think it's still going to at times because the First Order is involved somewhere, but not as dark. I agree with you on that. I think it's going to go similar to, like you said, the Lego Maker Adventures show. Maker Adventures, yeah. Next in the headlines here is a more recent article uh, that was released and a little bit of news that was put out amongst the Star Wars fans that uh, the live-action series that uh, John Favreau will be working on um, and that's going to be really different from Resistance, yeah. I'm pretty sure of that. Yes, it will. He just brought on two people that he sees as being uh, uh, very close friends and probably people within the film and television world. 
that he can trust. And a lot of it's uh, set-based, a lot of it's costume-based. And some of the projects included with these two individuals, I wish I had the names off the top of my head. Uh, maybe I, don't remember the, I don't remember the names, but I do remember some of the movies, which you, which you told me the other day, which I think the, they worked on Looper. Yep, Looper was one of them. Uh, great, powerful Oz. Yep. One with uh, James Franco, right? Or Dave Franco? I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know that one off the top of my head. I, I haven't seen the movie, but... No. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. The, the the movies is that they work on, they have beautiful... I think they have beautiful uh, set designs and beautiful... Mm-hmm. It's a cool choice, but... I'm a little iffy on uh, the choices because they the type of movies they worked on and right. some of the movies like you said, like The Great Power Claws and some other movies similar to that weren't they don't get great uh, the reviews and all that. So right. yeah, it's, 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 I'm, a if, I'm a little iffy, but like I said, it's he hired not he didn't he didn't hire uh, directors or writers they hired pop designers and makeup artists and which is totally different so yeah it's a lot more of the behind the scenes people it's the people who are going to be working directly with the actors actresses and um more specifically with john favreau in terms of what he wants to see come out of the live action television series and you know what at this point um we're going to start getting more information surrounding this television series uh coming up very soon uh, if we're already getting who's behind the scenes in terms of some of the, uh, I'm not going to say smaller players because all people in the CFX department and people who are part of the Star Wars family in terms of behind the scenes more specifically, they're, they're super important to Star Wars. You know, we, we haven't gotten the names of actors and actresses yet. And no. when that comes out, and that is what is going to make the impact on how we feel about what John Favreau is doing and much like, and I want to be very, want to be very careful with how I treat these series and some of the news that comes out because we do sometimes get mixed headlines. We are told one thing and then something else happens. And again, a great example, Colin Trevorrow comes in to write and work on episode nine. Suddenly he's let go. Um, I don't think John Favreau is anywhere even close to where Colin Trevorrow was at any point, but you, as a Star Wars fan, you kind of take a step back and you're like, okay, until I get the actors and actresses' names and stuff, will I start feeling really good about what direction they're going in? What do you even, we don't even know what network it's going to be on. And, and most likely it's going to be on the Disney streaming site. I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't impose if it was on HBO or something, or Showtime or something like that. Yeah, if they did that, you'd have to hear of like some kind of separate contract that they wrote out with one of those companies though um unless unless and this is a possibility i guess you could say is with the acquisition of fox by by disney do they work with favreau on making this a fox series or or something my thoughts are it's going to be on the streaming service but with the acquisition of fox it's everything is within the realm of possibility at that point yeah, I would rather have it on a streaming site than yeah. on than cable TV, unless it was on FX. FX is the only uh, from I really like FX uh, shows. Like uh, mm-hmm. there's Atlanta, there's that show uh, 
Taboo with, uh, I'm blanking names again today, uh, John, John Hardy. They did uh, uh, the story of Vasati, uh, that new show Pose, which I heard great things about it. Yeah, I've heard really good things about that, too. A lot like of those great shows are, ratings. Like they, they do a bunch of different stuff on that network, and That's people, true. like, most of those shows on there really good and you, you see them getting a lot of praise for like awards on like for emmys and stuff and you don't see that for streaming networks as much not yet yeah not yeah, yet. yeah i mean i would love to see like netflix do that mm. or the yeah. new d- d- streaming site but i'd rather have the streaming site on fx or hbo just i don't really like like cable TV for uh-huh. for stores, for like if it's on Fox or ABC or something like that, just don't do it. I yeah. don't think I don't think it would work. Again, I'm going back to Resistance quickly. Them putting that on the Disney Channel more specifically is such an interesting approach because you're putting it on cable TV. Makes sense for kids because kids have more access to, you know, the cable TV focus, but. With the streaming service, you know, you you allow more people to be on the road. You bring competition to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime. You you know what I mean? There's a lot more business-wise when it comes to putting something that's being produced by Jon Favreau on a streaming service. And in many ways, I mean, J.J. Abrams has been, of course, uh, doing work with streaming services. I I mean, a lot of these producers and directors love that format, and I think – for John Favreau, who's probably, I'm not going to lie, he probably has been exploring um, some areas of the streaming platform. I wouldn't, I don't really follow his career a ton, so anybody out there, please tell me and tell <laughs> us if he's done some streaming stuff before. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already not telling him, like, listen, this is perfect for a streaming service. And he met, recently met with Dave Filoni at Skywalker Ranch, so... I mean, there's something going on there, and the conversations are real, and they're happening, and this thing has probably already started. I have a funny feeling they're meeting, they're sitting down with John, and they're like, okay, what's the plan? What's the plan so that we can get some word out there, either either, either the end of this year or at Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, most likely, I think they're going to do something like that. And especially when the new streaming site comes out, I'm 100, 100% sure that Resistance is going to be on there. So if you yeah. don't have Disney Channel, you could probably watch on the Disney streaming service. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. So many different ways that they can go about putting these TV shows out and, you know, even having access to Star Wars films. You know, I know I love bit buying the Blu-rays, but I, I, I can imagine that they're going to build a collection and a library of these Star Wars films so that you can just access it on the streaming service. Kind of like yeah. On Demand with, with Comcast. Yeah, they're like, say, go- say goodbye to all uh, Disney movies on Netflix. Yeah, no, seriously. They'll like, end up being like, on that. Like, especially if you want to watch old cl- classic Disney movies. Yeah, they'll put the remastered ones on the streaming service. That's, uh, that will want, wants me to watch get Disney more. Because I, I love watching, re-watching old Disney movies. It's, yeah. it's cool. Whatever their plan is, uh, I think we'll find out some news pretty soon, Sean, about what the overall plan is over at Lucasfilm and Disney and just uh, what direction John Favreau wants to go down uh, and obviously Star Wars Resistance too. What's what's the ultimate plan uh, with Star Wars? But, Sean, that was our news. Coming- dun, 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 dun. 
That's my little music cue. I like that little music cue. Or we can just put it in post. This will this will be edited in post. Okay. Sounds good. Alright. <laughs> okay. The power within. The power within. <laughs> the power within! Hope someone could pick that up, reference up. Yeah, somebody's gotta pick up that reference. The power within. The power within. The power within. You gotta know that. That's like, that's like, come on. That's easy stuff, man. That, that ain't even hard stuff, you know? That's uh, the hardcore stuff. Let's get into a little bit of some, uh, just freeform conversation. What about, more specifically, one of the topics. Freeform jazz. Freeform jazz. Okay. okay, I think it's it's been long enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, freeform time here at BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. And Sean, the thought ahead of recording this episode was let's take some of the most tragic and sad and uh, <laughs> most depressing parts of Star wow. Wars. Uh, yeah, I know that's one way to start it off, this brand new section. Uh, let's take it and almost create, like, not necessarily a what if, but if you were to create a scenario that worked out for the characters, um, what would that scenario be? And um, I guess I'll lead it off just as an example here. I, I Listen, the end of Rogue One, I know Gareth Edwards had a different plan on how he wanted to handle Jyn Erso and Cassian Andor. But when they're staring off after the Death Star has just blown a hole straight through freaking Scarif, and <laughs> there's basically that atomic explosion heading toward them, that entire time they're coming down the elevator, I'm like, okay, I get, I get it that they're kissing and everything, but sh- sh- when you, when you get off, the first thing you do is, is well, well, they're dying. They know they're dying. No, I, I know that, but at the same time, it's I, like, I know I know it's a little cheesy. But... Yeah, but still, you get off the elevator. The first thing you do is you run down by the water to have a re- listen. If it was me, I'd be like, okay, honey, let's go find a, a, a speeder or let's go find a ship and get off the, this planet because obviously. The planetary uh, defense system that the Empire had on it is gone. How long did that? T- how long did that take? That took like ten minutes to blow up, and they and they sat on the beach for like seven seven minutes. They had plenty. They had plenty of time to go and find a speeder or something, and just use a ship or something. I know. Again, that's the cinematic universe. I still love that scene. I love the feeling. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. But it's like one of those scenarios, and, and for me, it's like, okay, they get off the elevator, they run to a U-Wing, they hop in it, and they're off the planet in time. I mean, again, when you compare that situation to what happened on Jeddah, they were able to get off of that planet pretty freaking quick after it, it was exploding, and it was basically falling apart around them. And it was I feel like I... What if they died on Jeddah? <laughs> So you just said the entire movie I, 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 I said it they had a better chance on dying on Jedi than the other. <laughs> okay, good. This is my what if. What if they, they died on Jedi? <laughs> oh no. Oh it's good Sagarera getting hit by uh, the entire rocks coming out of that it's like end <laughs> credits. Oh, if they no. died, that means they wouldn't have gotten the plans to Darth Vader. This movie's over! They wouldn't have gotten the plans to Leia. 
Yeah, that's true. That is that is so sad. But uh, no, it, it, listen, uh, they. I would have liked to have seen them get off of Scarif. That's that's just where I'm at. So they hop in, they get in the U wing, and then everything still transpires with Leia. Everything still transpires as it is. They get off, and then what ends up happening is they go back to Yavin 4. And Jyn Erso becomes the leader of Rogue Squadron, runs into Luke Skywalker. And then, it, listen, at that point, you continue Jyn Erso throughout the canon. You have that connection with her in the Empire and the Rebellion and everything. That would have been the way that I would have taken it. But again, I don't write these stories. And I don't want to write these stories because there's so much pressure associated with them. But Sean, what is, what is truly, not the death on Jeddah, but what, what, is your, what is your scenario? Well, mine's a little dark as well. And it goes back to episode three with Anakin. What if she didn't choke out Padme? He, or didn't kill her, but almost to the point where she survives it. So survives the birth of Leia and Luke. Oh God, that got so dark so quick. It is dark. I can't see. I would love to see her, like, escape Order 66 with Obi-Wan. Hide out with Obi-Wan and her become like a, like a kind of like a bounty hunter type character. After all that she had been through and seeing the turn of Anakin and everything and the loss of her life, and then suddenly she, that's her goal. She kills Darth Vader instead of, no, uh, instead of Luke. Whoa, that's like a whole other thing. I like that. It's almost along the lines of, yeah, I'll even take that a step further, Sean, and I'll even say something along the lines of, what if Padme survived and her goal was to raise Luke and her last move as a mother and before her death was to try to turn Anakin back to the light with her son. Oh, that's even okay. But throughout that time, she had to work her way while Luke was growing up with, with the Owens in there. And then everything transpired. Her, she took on like that, like you said, that bounty hunter role on Tatooine. That then she was hired by Jabba the Hutt, and she had to find her own way, very similar to Han. Like that, that would be that would be so cool to the audience out there that's listening. What situation would you have turned around? Please share out across social media. Go on over to Facebook, share them out. We will create with the release of the episode a posting about how people would have changed situations themselves. Sean, which had made. And, and by the next episode, we will, if you have any suggestions, we will talk about it in the next episode. Like, we'll do like a fan, fan like have each one fan, we pick a, a scenario from a fan and we talk about it. Yeah, I like that. That's kind of like, uh, yeah, the uh, Patreon fan polls that we have for the supporters of Brick City Blockade. We'll make that our uh, fan talk. It's time for a little thing we'd like to call Over Under. Sean, another game of Over Under here at the Podcast Network. All right, let's think about a scenario here, okay? Over Under, surrounding Star Wars Resistance, okay? Since that's Uh our topic of the day. All right, here we go. Setting it at 56% over under that we see Starkiller base in Star Wars Resistance. Starkiller base. Okay, I'm going to go over 
I'm going to say 95%. Wow. I think it's very possible that maybe we don't see uh, Kyler Ren or we don't see General... Maybe we see General Hux in the Starkiller base and we see that one of the characters do a mission or we see Captain Phasma doing a mission there. Something like that. I like that. I, I think it's very possible that they're going to do it. It just makes sense. And I kind of want to see it in, the, in that animated style. Oh, I don't know that's true. I do want to see how they take it with the setting. That's a really good point. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to set mine at 96, 97%, right in the middle there. Um, maybe 96.5% that we see Starkiller Base. Uh, essentially exactly what you said. It makes sense for them to put it in there just as a tie-in to Force Awakens and also to show either Phasma or Hux or uh, even... Dare I say it? Dare I say it? Remember, Finn used to do some of the sanitary work on Starkiller Base. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. What if we saw Finn mopping the floors at Starkiller Base, and then we just, see the helmet come off quickly? Just, he just, a, another just, just a cameo. Just a quick cameo, either in the it, it, either in the first episode or either like an episode five towards the middle of the season. Ha- have that little thrown right into it that would be really cool i'm pretty sure that could happen all right what are you thinking over 56 percent under i'm gonna go over i'm gonna say around 68 percent yeah yeah i think it could i could i really think it could happen and i think john i uh, not john dave filoni could do it yeah and, john boyega could do it too uh, yeah. yeah i was thinking of dave filoni but i thought of john breaker <laughs> John Filoni and Dave Boyega. Dave Boyega, yeah. Uh, Dave Bautista. Dave, Dave Bautista. Oh my, that's a name that I have not heard in a long time. A what long, he was in a long time. He, he was in Infinity War. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyways, we're not speaking about the, what's going on with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think he, I think it would be really cool, like you said, to see. Uh, Finn and doing a cameo, helmet, non-helmet. I mean, it'd be pretty cool just have him as a voice and have guests. It's like, hey, it's Finn, but they don't show his face because yeah. I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I like that idea. I really do, and I think it would make a lot of sense, well, especially with the younger kids too. Yeah. Well, what do you set yours to? I'm probably going to be rated right 56, if not 57 percent. It's it, it's probably going to happen, but I'm just taking the high ground on this one. You got the high ground? You mean, no, I got the high ground. You got the low ground. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. I have 60%. <sighs> yeah, technically you do have the high ground. I have a 10% high ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. There's now like a percentage. Then what was the percentage between Anakin and Obi-Wan when he had the high ground? What, what, what was that percentage then? Well, if you want to go by angles or percentage? Definitely percentage, because now that's part of our thing now. Well, it seems like the angle was at least like a 45%, because it's not quite 90, 90 degree angle. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're converting a angle to a percent. I like that. Yeah. So, so he was at like the same trajectory that Ray Allen would release a free throw. Sure. <laughs> I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think of Ray Allen's uh, angle, though. 
his shooting style. I feel yeah, like no, Bayon was a little bit lower than that. I feel it would be something similar to like Ante Kiyompo. Oh, uh, Atacompo there? Yeah, his, his shooting style. Yeah, that's true. That's probably more around like high ground Obi-Wan style. I don't know what, what this podcast has turned to. But... <laughs> I don't know. It's but, not very uh, interesting. I think it's that time of the show. Is it really? Almost. No, no, that. All right, cool. It's that time of the show. It's a little thing we like to call Jim. Jim. It's time to do. That's right. Long time here at BrickCityBlockade.com Podcast Network. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast. Sean, where can the good people find you across social media? You guys can follow me on Twitter at SeanMichelle1. Follow my Instagram at It's Follow my music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Camp and SoundCloud. And friend me and follow me on Facebook. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Please make sure to check out the Brick City Blockade at www.brickcityblockade.com. That's where you can find our T public link and ways to support the podcast through our Patreon page, engaging content polls, and uh, hello polls, and uh, different ways of getting uh, involved here at the. Uh, I tried my best. Different ways of getting involved here at the podcast network. For Sean Michaud Podcast Club No, 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 Podcast Club For Sean Michaud This is Robin Vogt signing off Have a great night everybody Or daytime the force be with you. May the force be with you Always and forever Forever And always Okay Spongebob We're gonna find something so dang fun <laughs> I forgot about that one. Pauline, ice cream. Two ice creams. Watch the wrong person that. Patrick, that ain't fun. <laughs> it is to me. Uh. Oh, I'm really going to stop this recording right now. See, that wasn't so bad. If you must listen to a podcast, it may as well be Brick City Blockade. May the force be with you always.